Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to the Mad Sounds Podcast. I'm Will Sparks, as ever, I'm joined by Matt Maynard. How are you, Matt? I'm very well, William. Very excited to talk about the albums in this podcast. Yep, we've got three new albums for you. Uh, on this week's episode, we've got comedian Sean Walsh, um, three smash hit stand-up tours starred in Mock the Week, Live at the Apollo, many other television programmes. Um, and this week, we've got three albums uh, that we've thoroughly enjoyed listening to. So take us through the first one. Yeah, well, you're right. We did enjoy listening to them. And it, it was a journey of discovery again. Limp Biscuit we started with, with uh, Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Flavoured Water. And this record came out in the year 2000. Not one that I was, you know, massively familiar with, but gave it a listen and uh, remembered the song Rolling, which is obviously massive. It's a five times or sorry, six yeah. times platinum record. Yeah. And, and when you're not when you're not into this music as much as the guest is, it's great to go and look back and like see what the album did, like how many it sold. And when you look at the commercial performance of this one, it's yeah. ridiculous. It sold, it sold it sold over a million copies. That's in its first week. I mean, if a band sells a million copies of an album anyway, you're chuffed yeah. at that. But if it's a million it's um if it's a million in its first week, that's absolutely unbelievable. It's yeah, such great. an education as well, because like if I had listened to that on its own accord, I would never have been able to tell you that it would have sold that. Yeah, but, but when we um, have to research these records and look up the context, it's much better. When we listen to, with that in mind, it's brilliant. And that leads yeah. us on to the second one we're going to talk about, which is Enema of State by Blink-182, which came out in 1999. What Sean will come on to, he, in what he believes to be you know, the definitive pop-punk band. I know there'll be a discussion in their own circles about that, but a, a great album, just an album of teenage observation, everything you feel when you're a teenager, just documented down into just really high tempo rock pop songs, really. Yeah. Um, I, I've, I'm quite au okay fait with this album, but giving it a full listen again was, is fantastic. And, and the yeah. third album, one of your favourites, Mr. Maynard. One of my absolute favourites, Given to the Wild by the Maccabees, which came out in 2012. It's their third album, um, and very much a departure from their first two records, um, Colour It In and Wall of Arms, which were you know big indie anthem records. And this is a completely different sound. Um, and one which I, you know, I was at university when it came out, and it was probably the right time in my life to sort of change, for them to change their sound. So, yeah, look, looking forward to uh, the, the chat with Sean about that. Absolutely. So without further ado, here's Sean Walsh. So Sean, Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Flavour Water. Take us through your love of this album. I don't remember the first time that I heard the album, but but basically, you know, it was a time, it was, you know, you're becoming a real teenager and it's a it's a time where you're becoming more individual and your music is, it becomes something that you, that's that sort of, it, it becomes a badge. You know, it can be, become part of your identity in, the, in those teenage years. Yeah. So, so I, like, I would set up the speakers on my windowsill and blast the album out into the, into the streets. Oh, wow. To, I know. <laughs> it was, 
it was mad. And I would, it's so, this is really embarrassing. I would dress like Fred Durst. And he, yeah. he was famous for wearing the red cap backwards. Right. And so I, I would had buy, a red cap. Yeah. I, I bought a red cap and wore it backwards and bought dungarees and baggy jeans. Oh God, it was so wow. embarrassing. Properly went, for, <laughs> properly went for it then. I really went for it. That's fantastic. It's amazing how like just an album can suddenly change, not just, not just the way you listen to music, but your attitude and your outlook. This album, I mean, from an outsider looking in, and if you're really not into this album as much as you are, would it just look a bit weird? Because it's basically hip hop <laughs> used with really loud guitars and massive drum tracks. If you put the bass up on this song as well, it just booms out the speakers. Would you just describe it as a bit weird, but also that's something you might take pride in as well? I think, do you know what, listen, because I, occasionally I, I, I put it on for like nostalgic reasons. And yeah. it does, it does sound, what do you guys think? Because I, I still think it's, it's sort of, it's got rap and metal, but it's also got, it's, it's very poppy. Well, yeah. well it's, it's, very, it's very poppy, yeah. I mean, the tempo is, 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 is there, but when I listen to it, I just try and work out what's being mashed together in a sort of, these sort of like bits of musical plasticine but I, I love it it's just fucking batshit mental in parts and obviously roll and I looked at me and Matt were talking earlier not that we just want to talk about like commercial albums or anything but the numbers it did in terms of sales yeah. and the, the receivership yes. is was mental. it five times platinum yeah million copies in the first week uh, 400,000 on its first day I'm sorry six times platinum wow Jesus what an album yeah. like that is but, so, so for, it meant a lot to a lot of people then. It wasn't just you, you know, Sean, you know, with your hat and doing the outfit and the dungarees. It was, must have been, like, I remember kids at school too that were really into it. And I don't even think they were that into music. They just sort of really seemed to connect with this album. Maybe it was just the fact that it was quite, I don't know, rebellious. Did it feel rebellious to you? Well, that's the thing. That's what's so funny about it is at the time it really does. I look back now and I cringe, but at the time it did feel rebellious and obviously yeah. there was a lot of as a teenager a lot of angst and my dad used to sort of laugh at me and say that you know that we that he had the sex pistols yeah. and this was a, a sort of weak imitation but the fact that the fact that there, <laughs> there there was I think the fact that there was swearing I think it, I think I found yeah. that really cool um, yeah, but like, like, like there's this song. I, 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 I've got it up. It's Hot Dog. It's track two on the yeah. album, and the lyrics are, um, uh, <laughs> "It's a fucked up world. We're a fucked up place. Everybody's judged by their fucked up face. Fucked up dreams. Fucked up life. A fucked up kid with a fucked up knife. Fucked up mums and fucked up dads. It's a fucked up cop with a fucked up badge. Fucked up job with fucked up pay and a fucked up boss." is a fucked up pain, fucked up press and fucked up lies, or lethals in the back with the fact of the fires. Hey, it's on. Um, and then it actually, he actually says, where is it? He says, uh, it, it carries on, more fucks. And he says, it's real fucked up, like a fucked up crime. If I say fuck two more times, that's 46 fucks in this fucked up rhyme. Um, <laughs> and I think that I just found that, hilarious yeah because <laughs> i gone from from pop music listening to pop music and now there was this man swearing to metal and um yeah, yeah i thought that was really cool 
Yeah, mm. we, we put we put that we put that in our research. We think it must hold the record for the, the amount of times that fuck's been sent us on. But it's amazing that you went from listening to sort of two become one and Emma Bunton and Victoria Beckham yeah. romanticizing, and now you're just putting your speakers on your windowsill listening to f- how many times fuck can be blurted out in a record. That's do, you amazing. Think, yeah. do you think that it didn't matter what the style of music was necessarily? It didn't have to be you know guitars or or metal. It it was the fact that it, what it represented and the fucks that got you rather than the actual <laughs> the, the melodies. Okay. You were 15 when this came out, right? About 15? Yes. Yeah, yeah and, that sounds... And I, just wanted exactly to go on, I just wanted to go on before, before we go on to the next album. The, the album cover is essentially what looks like a bunch of test tube babies surrounded by lots and lots of hot dogs and a chocolate starfish that seems to look like resembles an anus. I mean, when you, yes. you pick that up or if you're asking your parents for the money to go and buy that from HMV, what, what are you to expect from that record if you're not really into this in the first place? <laughs> yes, exactly. But they, got, they went like... They went there because they, they, you, must, you must know the track Rolling. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's the big yes. one. Yes, that's the big one. And that has the dance that I still. Do, do you know there was, a, there was a big sort of choreographed dance in the music video? Was it the World Trade um, Center? That one? Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, and so I would do the, the dance. The, oh, God. It's so, it's so embarrassing. But it did. It's sort of. The thing is. It was the beginning of the fact that something like Limp Bizkit, it then gets you to MTV2 and it gets you to the alternative music scene. And then that, it's that sort of, it's that scene that I would then, I would then go clubbing and I, I would go to Metal Nights and, and Marsh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. And so um, it, what would your favourite track on the album be? I think that my oh I know I know it's it's and I still really like the song I think it's great is uh, my way okay my way or the highway <laughs> <laughs> that that line I think just sort of that just shows you what it's all about really isn't it that's what the whole album represents it, we'll, go, we'll a, lead on to the next album which is of a similar time in your life and uh, I get not a similar genre but maybe the same type of people listen to you've gone for Enema of State by Blink 182 which came out a year earlier in 1999 and that was their third studio album uh, uh, do you think they're the, they, the definitive pop, pop punk band yes um, yes I do um, apparently it's them in Green Day but I think Blink uh, the definitely the, the definitive pop yeah. punk band but but the difference between my relationship with this this album and and Limbiscuit is very different because Limbiscuit that that album is it's nostalgic it's nostalgic whereas right. Blink 182 I stayed in love with to to this day and they are my favorite band so I chose right. this album but really it's it's my relationship with the band and I had to choose an album I I, I don't know what album I would choose but I chose this because this has the song on it called Mutt's Song, which was the first Blink song I ever heard, which was from the film American Pie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that, so it was that song that brought me to the album and then brought me to the band. And I've actually, it's, it, again, it's sort of embarrassing, but I got it done like a, a, a year and a half ago. I've got like a Blink tattoo behind my ear. I oh really really Lovely. yeah yeah it's a sort of it's it's it, no one would know it was a blink 182 tattoo because it's just a reference but the yeah. blink 182 logo 
are the two um, the crosses over the over the smiley face eyes. Over the smiley face, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so I've I've just got the two crosses behind my ear. Um, Nice, but that's that's but something this... you can show out on an e- on a, on a pop punk night for sure. It's definitely <laughs> yeah, take a them. lot. Probably get you free entry or something like that. It's amazing. Um, but this but this album, I thought, I, like it was again. I, I obviously love pop music. Well, not pop. I don't love pop music, but it it has the punk. It has the punkness to it, but it also yeah. it has it's very the, accessible. The, it's very accessible. The melodies. It's just so. It's such an upbeat album, and even when the lyrics are sad, it's it. It's just such a such a feel good album, and it and it's so weird because they're such a sort of they're a band that are sort of associated with the adolescence with the teenage years, but even to this this day at thirty four, it just gets me through so much. It's it's just they're so upbeat, and um. I, I just I, I adore it. I think I think I, I absolutely love it. Um, and yeah. like, what's my age again? It's all yeah. That's a massive track, obviously. It's a massive enormous. track, it, and but it's all about it's sort of it, it's all about youth. Yeah, and it, 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 it's about what that you know that when they're singing that it's nostalgic and it remind when I listen to it it just reminds me of. Even now, it reminds me of being young and being and having the, the whole of life ahead of you and not knowing what that is going to be and, and, and how exciting that is. When I listen to the, this album, when I listen to all, like, well, most of their stuff, it brings me back to that, that time in, in my life where you, you just didn't know what, what was ahead. And I love, you get, you know, that feels like the older you get, you lose that. A little bit you lose yeah. that sense of wonder about the future so that's what that album represents to me and i think the combination of tom's voice and mark's voice you know mark's got the lower voice and tom's mm. got that sort of signature high-pitched voice that combination is such a it's such a great combination yeah um we, we you know i was sort of talking earlier about the idea of having different groups, you know, you've got the indie group and the pop punk group and they're quite divided, aren't they? I, I feel like there's not that much crossover. A lot of people wouldn't have liked two kind of different types of, of like or bands from either of those types of music. But what, what about you? Were, you know, were you a disc- when you were into pop punk, were you, were you into the other guitar music or did you discover that a lot later? Well, I liked, well, it all sort of happened at the same time, but Blink were the band that, that stuck with me. So obviously there was like, there was some 41 as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there was Offspring. Um, so you were in that pop punk crowd at that time? Yes. And I still listen to some, I still like some 41. I, li- I like yeah. the, um, I like the, I just, it's very, it's sort of, I mean, I'm not, I'm not sort of, you know, I, I've listened to an episode of this and I was listening to it thinking, Christ, <laughs> I'm not as musically literate as any of these people. But Who did you, you know, listen to? Was it... Oh, I think the, the, the last one. Tim, Boyd, was it Tim or Boyd? Tim or Boyd Hilton, maybe. Yeah, with the Morrison. Boyd, 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 yeah. Boyd, yeah. 
Yeah. But I'll that's fine. But, it, but, it, but it's complete. It's, it's, what the, it's what you see the album as. It's what this episode yeah, is all about. Right. Obviously, you know, Boyd is you know, a journalist and can provide like that very like technical analysis. But you're, you're taking us back to a time where you're just telling us what, what you felt yeah. you know, from the yes, album. Yes, and, and, and it was, but it was, you know, they, even now it's so, ca- it's just so catchy and so yeah. fun. And it helps me escape. And, and it was so, the, the band themselves, they, they were so, so, they were so immature. And, and some of the stuff that they would do was so puerile that I loved the fun of it. And I loved the fact that, and this is a thing I said on something else recently. There's a song not on this album, but on a live version of this album called The Mark, Tom and Travis Show where there's a song called Family Reunion that go, and the lyrics are, (laughs) there's a theme to this episode, there's a lot of swearing, but the episodes are (laughs) shit, piss, fuck, cunt, cock, sucker, motherfucker, tits, fuck, dirty twat. And and I would play that at the end of my tour shows or my Edinburgh shows because I knew that there would be a journalist in that wouldn't like me there'd be a critic that wouldn't that would you know hate the idea of me and I would put that song on as a fuck you to them because (laughs) I knew that they would hate that they would hate that song and they would hate how puerile it was and how sort of empty it was but that that to me is a it was a it was a form of rebellion in itself like obviously I don't think it's a great a great piece of music but it's the fact that it would irritate the sort of person that that I think would pro- that that would probably not to not think too kindly about me. So it it really it it stood. It's the band sort of stand still at thirty four stands for something. Yeah, for that, me. That, that, that's still... that's amazing because you obviously when you grow up you expect to graduate to you know different types of music and, and a lot of people when they get older they look back at those records and they think Christ why did I listen to that. And when I listen to it, with you know, you, you sort of when your musical graduation gets further and further down the line, you sort of look back at some of the music, going, "Well, that was shit. I don't know why I listened to that. I was fourteen. But I love that you, to this day, you look back at that album and just dis- disregard any of that and go, "No, I still love it. It's still really I, true to me." And the tone from the first conversation with the Limp Bizkit conversation was a, so it was a more funny tone because obviously there was a more comedic tone. But with this one, it feels like you there there is a deeper connection of just bringing the album on and liking it. I absolutely adore it. I, I mean, like I said, you know, it's just, it's, and it's got that summer feel to it. Yeah, you can absolutely. jump, yeah. you can just, you can, you can almost chant their, you can almost chant their songs. And there's such, as well, there's such energy. There's so, I mean, I run to it a lot. I do, I, I run yeah. quite a lot. And I put on that album and you can, you can really run to it. You know, Travis Barker is apparently one of the best drummers in the world. Yeah, absolutely. Like, um, he's he's in he's in he's in the top ones. Absolutely, yeah, he's fantastic. Yeah, and um and then and then you had you know Tom's guitar. I'm I mean I'm so gutted because I still you know there's Blink 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 is still about and and um and uh, Matt Skiba has replaced Tom DeLonge. But I just the one thing I and I still like Blink One Eight Two as they are now. I think some some of the songs on that album are great. But Tom's riffs, Tom's guitar riffs. He had these just wonderful. Such catchy. I, I watched an interview of him once, and he said he wanted to make these sort of nursery rhymes. He wanted all of his songs to be like sort of nursery rhymes. And I think well, once you hear him say that, and then you listen to the songs, you can hear, you can really hear it. They're yeah. so simple, 
They're so simple. They're, and I they're lo- just I great pop them. songs, but with a different yes. vernacular, really, aren't they? Yeah, so, there's, there's, yeah, they use like three or four chords. They're like just power chords, aren't they? They're very simple, very catchy. Just, yeah, just, I, I, I think my, I think my favourite, What's My Age Again, it's such a, it resonates with me a lot. I mean, I'm not far past 23, but I think everyone can relate to that song at some point in their life. So have you got a favourite song off that album? Favourite song off that album would would have to be... Oh, it always changes, but... I would say at the moment it's Dysentery Gary. Dysentery Gary. Um, wonder what wonder what he was like as a bloke. Dysentery Gary. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's got the lyrics. Um, um, oh God, they escape me now. Uh, but you know, it's. I think it's about. It's got a lyric about. I think it's got a lyric about. Yes, I mean, obviously it does. This entire game, someone shitting themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Amongst all these teenage angst and college observations and girls you love and fancy, there is also Dysentery Gary who's just shitting himself and they've written a song about him, which is a nice juxtaposition in a way. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. And have you ever seen them live? I flew to Chicago to see them. Oh, nice. And sort of and, and tied it up with a holiday. But I saw them. I, I saw them with Tom DeLonge at the last at the last time they played Reading in 2014, and it yeah. was just one of the best experiences of my life. It was absolutely incredible. Yeah, I was at that actually. Yeah, I, yeah, I you, you would Reading. have been at that one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, mm. they they closed. They closed. They closed the festival. With family reunion, they close the festival with shit, piss, fuck, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely amazing. Perfect. Maybe they went to one of your stand-up shows and saw it and think we can fucking do this and yeah. we'll close it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, it's great to see you through Chicago and, and that you give them a glowing review live as well because obviously you want your your heroic bands and your your you know your favorite albums to be great live as well. But I think Matt will. Oh, I, don't, I don't I, I don't know if they were great because I was absolutely off my tits. But <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed it I'll, I'll watch on YouTube later I'll let you know I think Matt will lead us on to the last album um, absolutely it's, it's yeah one, one of my absolute faves here um, the Maccabees and this is given to the wild and I, I kind of want to ask you why you picked it but I would say first of all that this is my favorite Maccabees album so is it yours Sean yes it's my favorite album given to the wild um, the Maccabees I mean I, the Maccabees are just I pray to God that they they come back they and they reform yeah. because they've not done enough. They've no. not done enough. They're just a, a phenomenal, phenomenal band that just grew and grew. And what I yeah. love about what I love about well, this album and, and the band is is they did evolve and they did yeah. mature. And I love that. I love that. But actually, Blink One Eight Two did that as well a bit. They went right. from Take Off Your Pants and Jacket to the self title to the yeah. self titled album. And there was that transition. And this album was the the next step in the Maccabees phase. And they'd gone from, you know, your sort of, you know, they had that real indie sound of its time. They did. Do you know what I mean? You know, with, with like uh, Latchmere and, and, and songs like that. Yeah. Colour It In but and this... More Arms were the two albums prior. Yes. And they great indie records. Great indie records. But there was, and, and, and they were, and they were fun. They were brilliant in themselves. But this mm. next, this this album was this this had a very different feel to it. This Absolutely. album had had. I, I mean, you, you know, you can explain to me why what, what they did musically because I don't know. But <laughs> they went it went it went sort of it went sort of 
they went like anthemic. It went, it was like anthem yeah. music. You know, it was, it was almost, you know, it was like, fuck it. I mean, my, I, I won't tell you my favorite song. We'll save that till the end. But so, I mean, sure. some of the, it felt, it felt, if you play these songs, you play these songs full blast, it feels like they fill up the world. They're so yeah. emotional and so powerful and just vast in their sound. The way that they would, like with most of the songs on the album, most of the songs of the album, it starts, they start slow and they just grow and grow. It's, yeah. it's an incredible, incredible album. It's it's such a departure from, from the other albums. I think it's, it's such a bigger sound. You know, they had... It, the other the other indie albums are you know the classic um you know two guitars bass drums but this this has got more instruments added in they're adding in um all sorts of different instruments and sounds to make that sort of more contrived and bigger it's album quite a, sound. it's quite a somber and poignant feel to some but also song. that too well, yeah very it's quite dark uh, you know you meant, dark. Dynamic, yeah it's it's quite dark isn't it and it's dark and it's and it's and it's emotional and he i mm. mean he's you know he i mean uh, Orlando, isn't it? He, I, yes. I, funnily enough, I should say this. When I was about 18, I went clubbing in Brighton in a club called the Gloucester, yeah. which is no longer there. And they must have been doing one of their first gigs. They were playing to less than 50 people. Yeah, right. And I, I, and I happened to be... I wasn't there to see them. Obviously, I had no yeah. idea who they were. I was just there to have a drink. And they were on. And it was it was brilliant. It was really brilliant. But me, me and my friend had had a few drinks, and we were watching the Maccabees. He couldn't play an instrument. I can't play an instrument. I can't sing. He couldn't sing. And we were drinking, going, "We could be better than this." We need to form a band. <laughs> <laughs> and I spoke to Orlando afterwards. Yeah. You know, I was eighteen. This is so surreal. I spoke to him afterwards, and he said that they, that they were really inspired by Joy Division. Right. Okay. That's all. That's all I remember. He was a really nice guy, and he said, yeah. that, and I said, I oh, made that was brilliant." Even though I was secretly thinking I can do a better job than that, mate. <laughs> and, and, uh, and he, um, and he, yeah, he said that the band were inspired by Joy Division. Yeah. But anyway, but with this, with Given to the Wild, his voice, his the voice changed. He was much more soulful. Mm. Like it was, you know, his he basically sang more. Yeah, really hits that, the, he really I mean, hits the high notes in this album, doesn't he? Yes, yeah, he hits the high notes. It's, I think, yeah, with a lot of indie artists or bands, that's what kind of when they change their style, the singer does have to sort of sing more. We saw that with Arctic Monkeys, Alex Turner, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, where would you know? Would you remember when you first heard this album? So it was 2012. Did you take to it straight away? No, uh, no. Do you know what happened actually? I didn't take to it straight because I, d- I didn't I didn't listen to it when it first came out. Right. Actually, what happened is I, it's funny how you you sort of fall into certain albums and bands and and songs. But um, grew up at midnight is used at the end of the Steve Jobs film. Right. Yeah. Okay. And um, there's a big montage, and grew up at midnight is used. Yeah. And um, and so it sort of reminded. I was like, yeah, the Maccabees. I remember. And then I went back and listened to it. And you know, an album can just it can it can overtake you. Yeah. And it just it, it was the right time in my life. I was going through very emotional 
period in my life. And like you say, it's such an emotional album mm. and it's got so much feel in it that it just, it sort of wrapped its, uh, itself around me. It's, it's, such a, it's such a powerful album. Were you almost a bit annoyed with yourself that you hadn't found it yet? Yeah, well, yes. <laughs> because when you get to an album that good, you sort of look at it and you look at the track listing of wherever you're sitting, you go, well, where the fuck has this been all my life sort of thing? Yeah, and when you found yeah, it, yeah. that was the moment for you. Yeah, and I would just like, I would run, I, I keep sort of, well, I mentioned running, but I was, I, was very, I was very fragile during this period of my life. Sure. And it just brought, it, you need, you know, music and bands it's this sort of one-way relationship. You need, you need that band and it's your friend. And it's sort of this, you go to it to look after you. And that was an album that looked after me for a period of my life. Um, yeah. did, it, did it inspire you to listen to any other types of similar music? You know, I mean, that album's sort of compared to like, like bands like Wild Beasts and Foles. You know, did you, did you start listening Hang to Hang on, let, let me write that down. The Wild Beasts. Wild Beasts, yeah. Right, I need to listen to that after this. <laughs> yeah, you do. Right, um, it's brilliant. Good. Yeah, very good. Yeah, good. Well, did you go did you go to the, the last the last ever gig? What we we hope not's the last ever gig. Yeah. I, 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 so so first of all, it did I tell you why it didn't make me go to other other bands is because right. I have quite an obsessive personality. So you know, like I've got a blink tattoo. When I like something, I just, yeah. I just like that. <laughs> it won't send me to to any other bands that are like it. So, I know I just, I went, I went back and started listening to old Maccabee songs, and uh, that felt like new albums to me because I hadn't really followed yeah. them. I just danced to them in nightclubs, but I hadn't really followed them. Sure. And then, yes, I did go. I went, I went to the. Um, I went to the final show. I went, no, I went to, I went to, they played three shows, I think it was, at Alexander yeah. Palace. Um, Alexander. And I went to the penultimate one. But it was sure. so, it was so, you know, it was, it was euphoric because oh, yeah. it was such a strange feeling. You don't normally know that you're witnessing the last of something. Mm. And it, it, it gave, it, it, it added to every song because you knew, I'm never going to see this again. Yeah, and I hope that that's not the case. I I really do. I think they've got, you know, the following album was was brilliant. It was it was, it was absolutely brilliant, and I just think they have. I hope that they they have more to give and then sort of reform. But who knows? I, I, I agree. Know I I agree that I think they did. I think that fourth album wasn't wasn't bad at all. I think I don't think it was as good as this one, but this album was probably their strongest of all the four. And I think the fourth one was 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 a good follow up. So there was there's there was room for another for a fifth one, wasn't there? Yes, definitely. It's funny. Um, it's funny what you mentioned about the um, you know, like like witnessing the last shows. It's almost like announcing that you're, you're dying, sort of thing. You know, like you say, most bands play their last show, and then maybe a few months down the line, announce right, we're going to call it a day. And you look back at it and go, oh, okay, I was there for the last one. But knowing you're there for the last one, sort of going down with the ship, that unique. must feel surreal at a gig. It, it is like that. It is, you're right. It is well. The, the the band is dying. The band is is actually dying. And and um yeah, I got, I was quite emotional for the the last song. Um and it was the perfect song. They closed on "Grew Up at Midnight," and it was just the the absolutely the perfect song to close mm. the show. Nice. So what is and what is what's your favourite track then off this album? 
What's your favourite track out of curiosity? Mine is Pelican. Pelican would be second. Right. I'd, I'd have to go Pelican as well. It's one we, when, when we do our indie nights, we play it probably every night. Every yeah. night we do, Matt. And it, it's great. You, you, when, when it's played, a lot of people's faces are sort of like, oh, shit, yeah, Pelican. This is a great song. Maybe it's not unearthed other nights. I don't know, but it's fantastic. I think it would have to be mine, yeah. And also, Feel to Follow I Love as well. But yeah, what about you, Sean? Grew up at midnight. Yeah. I just okay. think, again, again, it, for me, I, there's obviously a thing in my life that yeah. I've got where I'm obsessed with, with growing up. It's something that it has eternal curiosity no, you know no one will you you learn it as you go along and people tell you about it but only you can experience it and grew up at midnight is a is a again it's about that transition of that that change and 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 i think turning that into a moment grew up at midnight is just it's the album is is beautiful that's yeah. how i describe it i think it's beautiful and and um and yeah, grew up in the, the way it begins, where he sings that, that um, I grew up at midnight. It's just, yeah. it's just, it's it's tear jerking. It's phenomenal. Yeah, it must have been really and, 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 like closing the last gig with your favourite song of the exactly know, the last <laughs> note. I, I, Very I start, well, it's basically the song cuddling you that night. I hope. I really hope. Yeah, so. but the way it, it's the it's it, it's what it goes back to what I was saying about how the song it just starts with him going grew up at midnight, and then yeah. it just explodes at, at the end yeah. it's just the song is exploding and it's it's just it's genius wow i mean i i, I envy that, that that ability to to do that and, and make you know as a comedian you you can make people you make people laugh um but and you, you can you can make you can make them feel other things certainly but n not to the extent that that music can and that the effect that that has that band has had on me yeah. and the album is uh, what an amazing thing to be able to do. Really Lovely. Well, thanks so much for chatting to us about the album and, and the, uh, the other two by Blimp Biscuit and uh, Blimp 182 as well. It's been a pleasure chatting to you and um, we hope you, all the listeners enjoyed it as well. Thanks, Sean. Thanks for having me. So that was Sean Walsh with his three favourite albums. We had Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Flavoured Water by Limp Biscuit, Enema of State by Blink-182 and Given to the World by Maccabees. Uh, two coming in at a you know, very similar time and then I love that we just skipped about 13 years later to a completely different album with a completely different mood. But Matt, what did you think of the chat? It's, just, it's so interesting, isn't it, with Sean? Like he's so, what he said there was, it was about, he was so fixated on certain artists, obsessed, he's got an obsessive personality. And so, you know, he didn't necessarily listen to all the music around those albums um it does give you quite a unique perspective doesn't it really like and i think also as a comedian you can kind of see where his his angle with those earlier albums he, he obviously just found like limp biscuit really funny and blink 182 yeah. and their lyrics really funny and that sort of shows in you know he's a comedian so that I can understand yeah. why he's picked those albums. Yeah, and what I loved about the Maccabees chat is obviously like just being there, knowing it's their last gig, and them ending on your favourite song. That's like the, yeah. it's like the pinnacle of your musical, I guess your your musical experience really. I mean, knowing the band's going to split up as well. But I, I love that album. You know, maybe not as much as you, but it's a fantastic album. It was fantastic to speak to Sean about his three choices. Um, we'll be back next time with another record store where we'll have another guest on speaking about three of their favourite albums. But until next time, it's goodbye. See you later.